afternoon, good morning to some of you listening in. But for Andy and I, it's, well, it's actually way past evening. This is The Material Podcast, episode number 272. We are recording this late at night. I am your host, Florence Ion, and I'm joined here by my host, Andy Anatko, again, for the After Dark, Late at Night, (laughs) Material After Dark series. Yes, because there was just so much breaking (laughs) news today that uh, we decided to record at around midnight Eastern time. It had (laughs) nothing to do with the fact that we were both like really, really, really busy. And then I was hungry at the time that we were going to record. And I thought, well, maybe I could have dinner and then we could record later. Nothing to do with that. We were just being good, diligent reporters. So honestly, I do have a lot of stuff to do, but today I was unable to really do much of it except for the stuff that I had to show up to, uh, which was previous commitments, doing the podcast with you. I also did uh, the Parallels podcast today uh, with Shelly, who is here on the Relay FM network. And um, the doom and gloom, I was really, really just, I'm going to get on my soapbox for a moment. I was not appreciative of the people who were annoyed at those of us complaining about the atmosphere here in the West Coast. Yeah. There were I saw a lot of those. I saw a lot of those tweets and social media mentions come through just like sarcastic remarks about us Californians complaining about you know the atmosphere and I just want to say, you know, New Yorkers complained about the earthquake that knocked over a chair (laughs) for (laughs) weeks and weeks and weeks. (laughs) It was a swell chair flow. Yeah, it it was. But also totally, totally unprecedented, which is why people didn't stop talking about it. And so that's kind of like what's happening right now, which is why I'm on this soapbox. Because I just feel like some people are really forgetting their compassion at the door and just kind of hang it on the coat coat rack with the other coats and leaving it behind. And yeah, then you go it's, put it back on. It's it's, it's getting seems, a little chilly. It seems like a uniquely tasteless thing to like complain about. Given that now, see, um, I, I remember. I, I know I was uh, back when the the fire festival was uh, something that was that was happening. Now and the, they did that really great like marketing thing where they paid like all these super influencers to turn their Instagrams like orange all at the same time. Now I don't follow any of these dimwits, so I only got to see that during the documentaries later on about what a huge disaster the fire festival proved to be. But I was sort of like I got finally got to relive that because all day today. Because a lot of my friends are in the Bay Area and I'm following their Instagrams. There's just everybody is at the same time taking pictures in the morning of this and with with a of of out out their window or out their front door or during their commute with the caption no filter. Because like all I see is like a really really over overdone sepia or orange filter that my Instagram has put on. But no, it's just how my bad eyes the could smoke not adjust. It the, wasn't yeah. like. It wasn't bright enough for my eyes to capture what was going on, but it was like just dark enough that I really needed the aid of light to get around the house. It was it was eerie too because we have um we have what I call colonial shutters because they're called plantation <laughs> shutters and I hate calling them that. Yes, we don't. Okay, yeah. just being honest, I hate calling them that. 
Um, but because of the slabs, you know, how much light can kind of seep through. It was just this red seeping through in the bedroom this morning. And that was like at nine o'clock. We had slept in this morning because we had no sun to wake us up. <laughs> Even the baby. Um so, you know, I'm living in the apocalypse. Okay. Well, I am trying to get by, though, with a couple of personal projects. And Andy, actually, you inspired me to do this. Um, not in any, like, overt way. It's not like we had a conversation about this specifically. But just you and I did have a conversation once just about how when you just keep going down and down and down the rabbit hole because <laughs> you're realizing you've got something and you just you have to chase it, right? I mean, that's the whole point of the right. rabbit hole in essence. But I want to bring back meaning to that saying because I feel like it's lost. You know, it's true meaning. <laughs> I have truly, I am still going down that rabbit hole to the point that I have to physically switch computers to get away from the project that I'm doing. Otherwise it distracts me too much from just like sitting down and doing the work that I absolutely have to do. Uh, (laughs) And the only reason I'm getting away with it now is because we're podcasting on the machine I'm doing all this on. And if I were to turn on the virtual machine, it would just make everything crash because I just don't (laughs) have that kind of. So yes, to to give you a hint, um, I, Got this idea that's been sort of brewing and manifesting in my head for, I would say, decades now. And I knew way back, I just knew back in the day, (laughs) Fomei had the foresight. Anyway, um, I don't know. I kept a lot of things. I kept my journals. I kept hard drives. I kept whatever I could knowing that someday I would need those pieces to kind of like put the puzzle together for what I want a big epic story to be. (laughs) So just put, you know, I went down that line. Okay. So I said the best way for me to do this, to get my brain going is to completely relive, um, my life on the internet circa 1997 to 2001. Okay. So this is what I'm currently on right now. And I, I've already like outlined this whole thing. I feel like I'm giving away trade secrets, but I mean, you know, I outlined this whole thing. Like, here's I'm going to tackle this. You know, here's what I think I got to do. So the first thing is to, of course, install a working copy of Windows 98 <laughs> on my computer, which is what I did over the weekend. Um, to the point where <laughs> I had my husband feeding Mona while helping me set up the virtual box because I was just like hitting so many walls and just, you know, getting so frustrated trying to like figure out all these things. Um, Cause I do this thing where I just jump in. I don't like read. I just, I'm so excited yeah, to do the yeah. thing that I just jump in and then, and then I run into a problem I'm like crap, I have to like go learn a thing so I can keep going, you know? And then, ugh. but anyway, so where that took me, we were talking about after dark earlier, you know, I got, I got installing some screensavers. I'm going down some legacy apps. I'm trying to see how I can like, you know, the virtual box lets you connect to the internet. So I'm trying to see like what websites work, you know, in the browser of 1998. It's very cool. It's, it's fun. It's also bringing up a lot of stuff (laughs) because again, the internet of this time was at a time for me that I was coming of age, right? I was um, middle, junior high going into high school. And so, you know, that's a really like, that's a really intense time of adolescent growth. And right. 
living that stuff, the the imagery that I get in Windows 98 from that old software, it really just takes me back to being that kid in my room, in the suburbs, just like exploring the internet in that, you know, tropey way that we describe it. And um, I'm it just making me think about how grateful I am to have been a part of this whole experience. Seriously. Good. So you definitely, that's, I, that's I what I got th- from that. That, that. that have to do with the, with the, I think you, I think you tweeted this, uh, tweeted this or no, it must, with, I don't know if this is Instagram or Twitter where you said, oh, why did I throw away my hand, my handspring trio? Yeah. Well, that was the other thing is, um, so now I'm having, <laughs> now I'm having my mom dig through the attic <laughs> because my mother, God bless her, lived through some incredibly impoverished times. So she has kept absolutely everything possible. Again, the Sailor Moon poster behind me that everybody sees now in like Zoom calls and they're like, oh my God, your poster's so cool. I mean, it's I love this poster when I had it up in my bedroom when I was 12. I thought I threw it away in the garbage when we moved. Yeah. You know, because there's that little flick of time in your adolescence where you're like, nah, I don't need this stuff anymore. I'm not going to be into anime anymore. Wrong. Uh, here I am. But yeah, I'm having my mom dig in through, uh, see if she kept any of my old laptops or any like old computers, computer hard drives, just so I can like see what I can mine. Yeah, see, I, I I have that too because I do have the um, <laughs> there's a couple a couple of really really important artifacts. They're definitely on that list of things that I would grab if I had to like evac in five oh, yeah. minutes. One of them is a uh, a blue plastic five and a quarter inch floppy drive case that held maybe fifteen to twenty floppies. I think it was supposed to hold 10, but I was like in junior high and I really kept like all the floppies that I had from Apple to for the Apple twos I used at school and at home. And so locked up on those discs is a lot of stuff that I was doing at the time. I also have now you talk about crossover here. Um I have my 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 peanuts, my, my Snoopy and Charlie Brown lunchbox that I used like in in a in live fire exercises like from like first grade on upward and it was i've always been a always been a a fan of charles schultz and peanuts so there was no chance that i was gonna do what you said which is oh hey i don't need a lunchbox anymore i'm gonna throw this out (laughs) and jump on it it was like it was like always like this it was like a, a still a good metal box with a lid on it and so i used to, to store stuff but then when uh when i got into max and three and a half inch floppies it was exactly the right size to hold like three and a half inch floppies so i now have again the peanuts lunchbox that i used to used to carry to school from grade one through grade whatever that is now packed with like all of my code all of the stuff that i was writing all this graphic and stuff that i was drawing archive and it's really see that it's 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 quite a thing and it's it's on a shelf i haven't i i keep meaning to do what i can to start recovering stuff from those floppies that's the thing is i did a pretty good job of every time that i like upgraded my mac to uh as there was a period in which there was no such thing as mass storage unless like you were a trust fund kid 
the mass storage meant that you saved up your money and you got Remember? another box of floppies, right? Yeah. But but the, but then there slowly became a time where oh wow look I can actually if I build if I buy the components and build it myself I can afford to have a twenty gigabyte hard drive and at some point like I was copying files from these floppies onto the twenty gigabyte hard drive uh, attached via SCSI and then I would have like a larger drive and those would be copied onto the larger drive and then I would have like a, a MO uh, magneto optical drive so I'd copy things out of my, my new basically every time I would get like larger storage the ability to simply get all this stuff that was in that was available to my Mac at that time and copy it to the new storage and now the modern equivalent of that is a couple of directories on the file server like on my desk right now oh yeah and so it's it's not but it's not exhaustive and uh, for and I <laughs> yeah but and and the thing is there is such a thing as you know bit rot at some point these are going at some point these floppies are just going to be like me- mementos and perhaps I should uh, like make one big jolly effort to go through all of those to catch anything that I might not have copied or maybe got failed in a in a, in a hard drive failure because it's it really it's there's there's a window in which um the stuff that we use, even our technology, becomes absolutely meaningless when it, we when we get it and it's brand new and it's actually part of our 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 daily uh, our daily bread, so to speak. Mm. It's nothing is more important. My day starts and ends with access to this computer, and then you upgrade, you put it on a shelf, and it's just of no. You've already backed up whatever, and it's of no importance whatsoever. And then twenty years later. It's like, wow, here is like everything that I was working on in the year 2019, like sort of frozen in amber. Like I kind of would like to plug that in and actually see like what my workspace was like back then. So the key to like actually having this documentation of this person you used to be is to get yourself through those those 10 years or so in which this is a useless thing. Um, And that's it's it is kind of unfortunate Hmm. the way that these things work. I used to have a. uh, before my f- uh, before I got like my first device that was my uh, personal digital assistant that was useful for like keeping like phone numbers and stuff organized and little notes, I used to buy just these little like three and a half by five like hardcover sketchbooks, and I would just like write notes to myself and then write phone numbers and take business cards and jam it in there. And I do have like a bunch of those that are still remaining, and it, it's a it's such a wonderful artifact. That it's and the thing is, so long as the sun keeps firing photons at that object and those photons continue to bounce off of those pages and into my eyeballs, so long as all those three things, the light source, the mechanism of photons bouncing off of things and landing in my eyes and my eyes working, I can still read those things, but not quite so true when it comes to. Uh, the, like the the phone that I carried, uh, and t- and took pictures with, like my first my first camera phone, mm-hmm. I, I I did try to fire that up again, and then forgot that oh that's right number one it requires like a really special cable th- that uh, that okay but that's okay I'll get it I'll buy it on Data eBay mm-hmm. but okay but <laughs> I can now I've got the cable and I can charge it but the thing is that now I can't I need a special app. That was only made in like 1992 and only runs on like 1990 grade max to get the data off of it. Uh, 
So I mean, we're, we're, this is this is where this, this is where I'm, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll wind this up, but this was a this was a good <laughs> this was a meaty topic. It's like there is a period. Uh, one of the great things about being part of Gen X, in addition to being able to afford to like pay off your student loans, is uh, is Ouch, that rub it in. I know. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> well, you, you have your youth. <laughs> See, sure. No, I gave it all to my daughter. Health. She has it now. Trust me. Anyway. But, <laughs> but the, see, we're, we're the, the other the other great thing is that, well, maybe so. Depending on how you look at it, either good or bad, is that we are the last generation that got to live our entire childhoods undocumented. Where, like today, every oh, picture yeah. that I took, every, every and every idle thought that I might have had when I was sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. It would be on archive.org. It would be on, it would be somewhere. I only got up to preteens. And then that's when I started to really heavily get into the internet. And I have to tell you, um, part of the process of trying to trace all this is to also get my memory going because I know that there are files out there that I need to rescue. Mm. And, um, I need to get my brain jog to go and see what happened to them. For instance, uh, I never backed up my GeoCities site. And so I went down a rabbit hole using the Internet Archive Wayback Machine to kind of like try and piece things together. And um, I'm, yeah, I'm starting to kind of get the full picture. Still trying to figure out some like old usernames and passwords that I used to have. But yeah, it, it I, I listen, I think it's because I've been stuck at home. But all I can think about at this point is I've got nothing better to do. I might as well start archiving. <laughs> Let's just do it now. I'm I've got time. Like someday my kid is going to ask me about all this stuff, so I would like to present her something, you know, tangible. <laughs> so, uh we'll see what comes of this. I will keep you privy um and I will say that it's again taking me everything in my being not to like go down further in that rabbit hole. <laughs> It's I have you know, to do it's, things. It's fun. It's fun <laughs> when you're like the private investigator investigating someone who's been missing for 20 years, and that person who's been missing is, you know, 12 year old yourself, 13 year old yourself. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's very it's very deep, Andy. I I, I might end up bringing that one to my therapist, just so you know. <laughs> with, I will say you. Okay. Um, Hey, so we're going to actually take a quick break because we've got a lot to chew into because even though it's only Wednesday for me, it's Thursday for you. um, A lot of stuff has already happened. I'm kind of thankful for that. Things to talk about. But what's also happening is the Relay FM podcast-a-thon that is happening September 18th. If you want more information about that, you can follow along at Relay.fm. Andy, shall we take a break? I think we shall, shall we? This episode is brought to you by Pingdom from SolarWinds. Today's internet users expect a fast web experience. No matter how good your content or how effective your marketing, they'll most likely bounce if your website is loading too slow. With real user monitoring from Pingdom, you can discover how website performance issues affect your visitors' experience so you can take action before your business is impacted. How your visitors experience your website differs depending on the browser, device, and platform they use. So you want to identify how visitors are experiencing your website so you can make informed optimizations and deliver a great performance to those who matter most. 
Real user monitoring is an event-based solution, so it's built for scalability, meaning you can monitor millions of page views without compromising the fidelity of your historical data or breaking the bank in the process. Get live visitor insights today with real user monitoring from Pingdom. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. Then, when you sign up, use the code MATERIAL at checkout to get an awesome 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of the Material Podcast and all of Relay FM. So, surprise, surprise. Andrew Delevin's here. Yay. <laughs> it's, it's, yay, it's here, it's here. Um, I didn't even realize it was live until I casually strolled into my uh, Twitter carousel and saw Sundar Pichai tweet about it. So that was nice. Um, it was nice of them to give us something right after Labor Day, because after Labor Day, you know, I feel like even in pandemic stuck at home times, we all get a little deflated knowing <sighs> it's fall. We got to get back into the groove of things. No more, you know, weekend lake visits. It's, it's all business from here. <laughs> and indeed, it is business in Android 11. It's uh, so much business that people can't stop offering their opinions about yeah. it. I, I, um, I can't, you know, I, I needed, a, I needed a, a, to have my Elon restored because I can't, I had to put, just like I have to do like every day on Labor Day, I had to get my John Travolta disco suit and put it in the, put it in the, the on, on the suit rack and put it away because, you know, you can't wear white. God, that movie My Steve Martin so cosplay depressing. can't do the wild. I can wear the arrow through the head. Can't wear the Steve okay, Martin sorry. fared a little better. Um, to say nothing of of who, who's going to play Mr. Rourke at the big at the at the big Halloween parade. Nobody. Hmm. Did they think about that? Hmm. Sorry. Hmm. That's these okay. are, these are thinking, my problems. They're not your problems. I'm, listen, I'm on my second band of crispy uh, Halloween M and M's, so I'm trying <laughs> really hard to get into the spirit here. So Android 11 dropped. Uh, no pumpkins with it, but it uh, did drop some new features, which a lot of us, if you were on the beta, you got to you know test around and play with it. Full disclosure: I have not updated any of my pixels to Android 11. I haven't even updated my OnePlus. The last update it asked me to do, I just haven't been in that frame of mind. That's just kind of where I'm at right now, like emotionally. Yep. Uh, so the only reason my Windows machine is updated is because it does it automatically. So. You're, you're gripped with nostalgia for Android Q. Oh, sure. Um, Those were good times. I will say to anybody... <laughs> To anybody out there who is really looking forward to this, you will have to have a Pixel, a OnePlus, or if you're overseas, a Xiaomi, Oppo, and Realme phone to get Android 11 in the rollout that is happening right now. Mm. So those are the only manufacturers at present. I know that Samsung promised something about three years of updates, but <laughs> they didn't exactly say when those updates were coming through, really, did they? Not in a no. row. Come mm-hmm. on. Mm-mm, not in a row. So some of the features, just to kind of refresh your memories, um, lots of new hardware support, 5G, native support for variable screen refresh rates, which we know is going to be a big thing, especially with, I think there's a rumor that OnePlus is going to have a, what, 120 hertz phone coming through. I, I'm so glad that this is, this is you can't stop progress <laughs> 
all of the really annoying people on social media that are almost running out of things to gripe about uh, fantastic hardware and suddenly they suddenly they say oh 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 the 4a it doesn't have like it doesn't have high refresh rates oh oh god oh garbage oh god they should be ashamed no 120 oh god you know that's that's like gar- that's a garbage phone is what that is think yeah and it yet really matter that much and yet and yet <laughs> um the version of android 11 will also have improved support for folding phones folding displays which we know is kind of all the rage still coming through uh and i think next year we're going to see a lot more of that form factor this is not the first version that google is working this in this started with android q as we just mentioned or android 10 I'm starting to get confused in yeah. my brain where we're at. Uh- <laughs> I, I do hope it triggers more interest in uh, things like the things like the Duo, uh, the Surface Duo, where we'll, <sighs> we'll see more phones that are simply maybe they're not quite as ambitious, but they're also not like fifteen hundred dollars. They're just well, what if we just get two screens? We separate them by a hinge. When I got to the- tell you though, people keep posting those pictures on Instagram and Twitter, and you know they're all like nicely stylized with the Duo. Like, look at me enjoying life with the duo, and I'm jealous. I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm jealous. Are they are they doing their 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 exclusive hands on in depth review at Best Buy? <laughs> uh, n- no. This one is more like the. I'm in an empty airport. I just came here to take pictures, and I've oh, uh, okay. smartly placed <laughs> my stylus. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> my my. I'll, I have to They're say very that stylized. I, 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 YouTube. Like tech vloggers, you do you. I'm not trying to throw shame on you. I'm just saying that when I see like the when I see the title of the video is my 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 hands on review of the of, of of the exciting new Surface Duo. Going hands on and, it. Going hands on it. Yeah, and I, and then <laughs> uh, then like I see like a you picture of you with a with a oh my gosh expression holding up to your face with like this like bursting sun in the background, and then like okay, and I press play, and it's like no, you went to the Best Buy and you just like <laughs> and and you 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 basically you had people in blue golf shirts on like hovering over you saying sir uh, sir uh, i really need to sir i've got a customer who wants sir sir uh, i i don't care if i am in your light sir and by the way can you turn off that light sir sir we're supposed to be socially distancing i need you to leave uh speaking of security i am and not privacy, going to smash that like button young man i don't even want to know what that is sorry there's a couple of new security and privacy features in Android 11 as well. We already know about the zombie permissions. As I like, I actually didn't uh, coin that term. Somebody else did. I forgot who. But I thought it was really smart, so that's why I borrowed it. The zombie <laughs> permissions, they come back to haunt you and remind you that you need to revoke access to your location to that app that you don't really use anymore. Um, Android is also much more suspicious of those apps asking for permission. So even if you do grant the one-time permission, it's going to come back again, rise from the dead, asking you if this is what you really want. Uh, A lot of these security and privacy features can be updated quickly over Play Store. It happens. You don't even notice it. Um, I was actually talking to somebody today just about how seamless Android updates are in that respect, you just they just kind of happen in the background and you have like a new thing when you wake up in the morning. So it's nice to kind of see that there. There's yeah, that, also that's a, new that, that's a that's a big deal, I think, because what I I still 
can't defend the the idea that after two years or even three years, oh my God, how luckily we are. We're getting support for three years. After three years, you no longer get security updates, even if it is a Google Pixel phone. I hope this does mean that even when, like my, even when, like your, your, what would be for the Pixel 3, whatever it is, like uh, Android 14, something like that, when, when they, when they no longer get support. I think from, it's next and, year, actually. Android okay. 12. Yeah. Good. But like, if, so you're not going to get Android 12, but because the security updates are now being are now being pushed through Google Play, you'll still at least get the security updates so that you're <laughs> the next next time you like open up the Verge and saying, put your phone in alcohol right now. Don't don't keep it near the children or any dog that weighs less than 10 pounds. There's a new zero day. So I have to ask, are they going to? skip android 13 because isn't 13 like a spooky number i don't know see i would say that then they would have to make a whole like to do about it like we're skipping number 13 and then it's like this is the stance we're taking on the number 13 it is haunted it's like- all, all i'm saying is that <laughs> nobody can name the crew members of apollo 12 or apollo 14 but everybody knows the crew members oh, that God. apollo 13 if you want to, if you want to like be famous, if you want your work Rest to be appreciated peace, by the Tom Hanks of twenty forty something, if we do the math correctly, I I would say you would want to have Android thirteen. <sighs> my goodness, my goodness, lots of things to ponder. Lots of things to ponder. Um, I am pondering if Andy, you and I as freelancers, do you think do you think we should use the new work personal profiles? Should we have like. <laughs> The work mode where we walk into our den of work and <laughs> like switch into work mode. Um, and then, you know, we walk to the couch to binge some Netflix and then switch to personal mode. I'm see, I'm, I'm just worried that because it, it is a really it, it is a really nicely tuned feature where, you know, you, you, you've got a work phone, but obviously it's still like your personal phone. And you want to make sure that when you want to send a picture of, you know, hey, guess what? I went on the roller coaster and I totally lost my pants. Here's my picture. If you don't believe me, here's a picture of my butt. And you don't want to send that to, like, the, your team members at work. You, of course, want, it to, want to send it to your loved ones. And so just, like, without having to, like, reboot the phone into a personal mode, the idea that the sharing sheet actually has two distinct tabs of work, personal. Say, ah, there you go. That's why it's, it's not it's, – it's suggesting that I send this picture of my butt to the person who's giving me a performance review in 11 days. I'm just going to swipe on one. There you go. There's my – there's the people that I love and care about. They should see, again, my butt. I bet you probably still your boss even when you're in personal mode. Just saying. <laughs> That's hmm. what they really need to do is uh, put in a don't contact. Here's a toggle. Don't contact my boss between these hours. <laughs> Just, you know. <laughs> Actually, I think it does have features that are kind of similar oh. to that where it recognizes that, hey, I'm <laughs> hey, by the way, I am off the clock. Do not do not True. accept any text messages from these from people that are in my my work, my work mode and ban hammer. Then you simply put the ban hammer on them. <laughs> it depends. Do you do you want an annoying text at, at nine p.m. or do you want to f- or do you want to like wake up, yawn, stretch, <laughs> yeah, pick up your phone and see? Oh, there are forty-one increasingly furious <laughs> texts <sighs> from my boss. 
Yeah. Okay. That's making me feel things I don't want to feel. Uh, let's move on. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I think one of I'll be quiet. <laughs> I, I think one of the biggest features that people are really going to talk about with regards to Andrea Levin will be the conversations feature because in the yeah. beta, it was sort of just this concept. It was kind of hard to, it was really hard for Google to explain to us exactly what it is that it does. But once you start to use the conversation mechanism to have messages kind of siphoned off by person, you really start to understand what, the hierarchy is between like a messaging notification from a specific person versus a notification from the Nest camera, for instance. So I think that that's going to be, I think that's going to be the thing that people really appreciate about Android 11, but that necessarily isn't a very fancy, you know, it's not a fancy ooh thing to kind of talk about despite the fact that it's just conversations. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Floating bubbles. That's cool, I guess. I didn't like them in the Facebook Messenger, but... Oh, I see. I I really do like them okay, because okay. I have a Tell lot of com- I, well, I, I have a lot of converse- I have a lot of co- conversations that are like ongoing through the day, and I don't want to have to like keep be keep like swiping okay. into messages to see did, did did someone reply to that or not. the 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 idea that I can sort of like park okay. a bubble yeah. with my yeah. friend's little head in there on the side of the screen and then instantly like be dipping in and out. I, I've always thought that was a really, really cool user interface thing and typical of the sort of flair that uh, Android user interface can have that iOS can't have the idea of I'm going to, I'm going to draw a new piece of a new dingus, a new piece of user interface on top of the, whatever app that you're on right now. And no, it's not No, I'm not gonna be worried about security because we're going to take care of that. And no, we're not going to worry that, Oh, but the user will never know. Are they in the messaging app or is they are in the, or in they in the mapping app? They're clever. They, they're smart enough to have like been held a job long enough to afford a phone that costs at least $350. I'm sure they will figure out how these messaging bubbles work. That's a really, that's a really good point. For the record, I, I did figure that out. It, you know what? I like that you brought that up because I guess uh, maybe the reason I didn't really like the bubble ideas because I associate them with Facebook Messenger and I just generally yes. have very negative connotations about Facebook. It's just very much like, ooh, 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 you know, um, I don't like it. But I I imagine yep. how much easier it might be to talk to my best friend, for instance. I'm having a convo with her. We're talking about something silly. Um, uh, lately, we've been talking about some really serious things but it's an election year so you know <laughs> you know what the conversations are like there um andy is there anything about android 11 so far that really you're super excited about yeah well i i i, I got it like the first day and so i've been see i i have to say that it's good enough that now I, I kind of feel as though it is definitely time for me to move my sim from my Pixel One to the Pixel Four A that, that I got a few weeks ago. Well, I see. I've only I'm only using I've only been using the Pixel One for just anything that needs like text messaging, only because I know that as soon as I make that commitment. I know that, of course, anything that I haven't signed into yet, I'm going to have to figure out how to sign into like Slack. For some reason, it's always. Why why can't I just say hi? My, th- this is my ID, this is my password. Tell me 
all of the Slack groups that I'm in and let me join them instead of <laughs> and also then then also trying to make sure that okay, am I gonna be able to pay for stuff? Am I gonna have to and I I, I know it'll work out fine, but it's this it. thing it's it's the classic problem of I have something that works and if I keep the slight inconvenience of having two phones yeah. in my pocket is worth the inconvenience of okay, either I'm, I've just I've just swapped the sim I'm going to spend either the next any time for the next 45 seconds to three days getting this new phone completely 100% up to speed. Uh, but uh, but I'm going to have to do that because, of course, my Pixel 1 will not run Android 11, and it's very much worth it. Uh, I really I, I, I really do like the bubbles because I've been using that in certain messaging apps. Um, it I, I love uh, that it's built in mechanism now for switching audio uh, output devices, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, which now works a lot more like iOS, where all you have to do is say, <laughs> it just it's it just simply recognizes that oh here is an app that is playing audio here is a standard dingus that will say tap on this and I will pop up a display of everything that I know of that's connected to this connected to this machine either through copper wire or through the magic of wireless and you can select from one of those things and I'll switch it for you I should be able to do that for you because I'm a computer and you are not <laughs> uh, and and. Uh, I've I've been doing screen recordings, which is also super fun. There's there's uh there, I've been trying to figure out what the new live wallpaper is like mm. because um it it removed my old wallpaper and now it's like sort of when I first lo- when I first restarted it looked like a, a black screen with sort of just like uh, a, a gradient of like white from bottom to top that that How ended chic. maybe halfway through. <laughs> But that see, but but here's but here's the twist. I notice that, and I'm I'm doing this. Uh, I, I'm I'm just like on the sofa, and as I'm leaning one way or the other, I notice that like slowly it goes from like not being completely like a horizontal uh, gradient to now it's sort of like sliding to one end or another, and I can it's it's almost like a cloud moving in which you can detect that it's moving, but you don't know how the shape is changing and i thought that oh so it's is it pretending as though i've got like dry ice on the bottom of the screen and if i tilt it it'll fill the other way i don't know uh but but it's but it's cute and i like it overall it's very very nice i even like that this is technically the new uh gboard uh keyboard and not, not necessarily uh android 11 but even like all the improvements they made to gboard just the ability just the idea that I don't know why they haven't done this before. I, I, I copy something. I want to paste into something something else. Now in the keyboard, it is actually sort of uh, it's 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 on sort of like a little one line post it note in the edit in the text field of the keyboard, so that if it senses that you're in a place where you might want to paste something in, you don't necessarily have if you place the the marker. Just the idea of you you're seeing this thing like it's already loaded up in the keyboard. Just test yes. just press this button and it will I've launch been, in. Yeah. I think that's a really nice bit of subtlety just just overall there's nothing really revolutionary about how these things uh, about uh, what happens to your phone after you upgrade but it's all these really nice little touches that i really appreciate and uh, i'm i am less likely now to have my head turned and my my thoughts swayed by whatever apple is going to show off next month with the new iphones mm. hmm. Hmm. yes hmm. 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 <laughs> 
moving on. Um, uh, some of the Pixel First, by the way, features are live on Android 11. So if you have a Pixel, you're getting them first. <laughs> you're the Google Maps has a live view location sharing. So it's kind of like the Find My Friends uh, way of showing it off. You don't have to like tap into all these different screens to try and see how far your mom is from your house because she said that she would be at your house an hour and a half ago to help watch the kid, but she's running really late and there are things that we need to do in places that close. <clears throat> uh, Maps will also give you directions to meet up with the person uh, that you are tracking. Again, these are all just features that were available with location sharing, but it seems now that they're just a lot more user-friendly to access. Also, on-device smart replies in messaging app, so it's not going to go up to the cloud to kind of give you a AI-infused answer. It's now just going to happen on the device. This is just kind of a part of a bigger movement that's happening in Android OS. Google is just kind of moving a lot of these things to onboard processing. So another way that that's happening. Also, smart app recommendations. Now, this is, again, Pixel exclusive. Thus far, as far as I know, this is part of the Pixel launcher. And it includes the five icons on the home screen. And it's basically a dynamic dock. It switches out per the time of day, per, you know, I have never actually. Location. I was going to say, I never actually looked at like the manifest to see where it's pulling in, where the AI is like pulling in data to give you suggestions. I would actually like to know that. If it does it on location or something, you know, or if it detects that you're driving in the car, maybe it would pop up Android Auto. Yeah. Um, See, in theory, I think this is a this is a good idea. If the problem is that, and it's the same problem with any kind of feature that uh, learns as you use learns about your habits as you continue to use it and becomes better and better. Um, it's the thing is, you start off with it being whale slappingly inconvenient because i'm used to okay well i don't here here are the five Poor apps whales the whole why point are we slapping like them the, by the way <laughs> i like this well the whale looks sort of a chummy sort of hey no, way to go <laughs> that's great i haven't seen you in it's so long late. this is my humor i apologize this is also my humor so i'm sorry uh <laughs> But I'm, the the whole point of having that that static tray of apps is that no matter what page you're on, you'll always have here is where the camera for, for me here is where the camera app is for me here is where like my note taker is, and it takes a while to get used to these will have this might have the Chrome browser icon and that it might not. <laughs> well, I'm a little Who bit knows? freaky that way. Uh, you know, I, I've I've had the same problem with the uh, and this is a Pixel 4a feature. It's not I don't think it's an Android 11 feature with the adaptive brightness mm. feature where and I know and I know that that's because I keep turning it off because it just keeps doing wacky things and I don't want to when I pick up the phone it's purposefully it's because I want to spend the next 12 seconds doing something that I the reason why I woke up this phone not I now I have to step one before I do anything is is the screen bright enough for me to actually do the thing I want to do? If not, swipe down from the top and change the brightness manually. And when I do that, and and every time that I, I'm about to turn that feature off, it says, "Well, you know that you know that it'll get smarter as it keeps uh, observing." If you, you know, actually, what it says is that 
if you keep manually adjusting the brightness to where you think it should be, it will adapt and learn that, oh, this is this is how uh, Andy likes his phone. But I don't want to have to Is this a phone or a golden retriever? This is like a lot of training to do. By the way, this phone will not keep me warm on a winter's night. It does not. The the, the CPU is just not that powerful. Exactly. Uh, By the way, whale slapping is uh, referring to would whales slap their just like, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. Okay. Um, My parents are immigrants. So not a thing we talked about. (laughs) That's my reply when I don't know something. I I myself Um, received a public education. Uh, so did I until high school. Then I went, anyway, we're not going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> those of you on the Pixel 2 and 2XL, guess what? Lineage OS 16 downloads are now available, FYI. Um, now, this is relevant because the Google support for the Pixel 2 series ends in October, and that is literally weeks away, in case you didn't notice all of the Halloween-themed stuff at your local Target, which I know you're still going to because there's nothing that makes us feel more real than walking through a Target and seeing what's in the clearance aisle. <clears throat> um, Kind of to round off this Android 11 news. Okay, so it's out. Install it. Go get it. Tell us what you think. Tweet at us at Material Podcast or tweet at us individually at oh, that Flow and add a Notco. Let us know what you think, what you like, what you don't. Love to hear from you. Uh, But we also would like to kind of cap off this Android 11 section with a little wearable, a little wearable news. Okay. Guess what, Auntie and listeners? Google's confirmed that uh, the Wear OS fall update has started rolling out. Yay. I'm sure will... that once I remember where the new Android Wear watch I that I bought two months ago you. is, and if I think to actually charge it, and if I actually wait to see how long it's going to take for the update to be on this hardware, I'm sure I'll be thrilled at 20% faster app launch time and faster pairing and setup of new devices. They keep saying longer battery life in every single update. And it's like, how can you, you know, I, I, I can't think of a metaphor for this right now because I, I just can't. I, I, I think they're I think they're being a little a little bit snarky there where they're saying, oh, you, you doubt it. Well, why don't you just try and prove us wrong? What and else are you doing? Take out that old watch and give it another go. You're not doing anything else. You're well, not trying and, to homeschool you, your children and, you and work. That, and when you say that there is no way that we were able to prove that, uh, that we got bat- low, longer battery life, we already have a keyboard macro that will paste in the phrase, we don't think you used the correct methodology. And then it's up to you to adjust your methodology. We can do this all year. Or, I'm sorry, at least until March, which is when we're, we're going to officially cancel Wear OS. But you didn't hear that from me. So this update, by the way, is only available for the Sunto 7 devices, which I'm looking up right now on the internet. Oh, those are some very beefy watches. Um, other watches to follow. Yeah, that's that's it. No, I mean, it's <laughs> that's that's it's, the news. It's not a it's not a mm-hmm. great update, and I'll have to wait maybe months for to for it to land on my device. 
it's like meanwhile meanwhile apple is about to say and here's the new hover watch uh it will actually if it sees if it sees an atrial defibrillation or a, a low blood oxygen saturation level it will actually uh without uh, it will actually deploy a small nano submarine into your bloodstream through your sweat glands that will actually find the source of the of of the actually, disturbance and either destroy far. the clot or actually administer a small atrial shock to make sure that your life gets That's saved. That's more plausible. I actually think that last one is something that would happen, mm. uh, given some government allowance of remote. I don't know. Unfortunately, uh, Donald boy. Pleasance is dead because hmm? he would have been a good per- person to have on that crew. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> that was Andrew at 11. Yes. <laughs> cool <laughs> just <laughs> woo android 11 it's free and for the rest of you i'm i'm sure that samsung and all these other manufacturers they're getting right on this. you made your choice you made your choice <laughs> you knew you knew it's it's been like this for years not that i'm blaming you because i can understand what it's like to be in a relationship with somebody for so long and not really seeing their flaws think, well um, think uh, well, let me put it this way <laughs> listeners think how bad you would feel if the pixel phones were at the top of the tree uh, in terms of android performance uh value battery life uh, features you would mm. you would have reason to be upset as opposed to having a phone that is no it's not necessarily a, a top of the class CPU no the camera has the hardware hasn't been updated in a couple of years maybe even three years uh, <laughs> no wireless charging yeah see we, we we all have our burdens to bear you you have to wait a couple of months but you get uh, you get a stylus and you get a eighty kajillion megapixel camera I get Andrew I get bubbles on day one but. I don't have a telephoto. (sighs) But once again, that's not your problem. It's my problem. And we're back to talk about the times we live in. Again, as I said, unprecedented times. (laughs) Um, Especially if these news stories have anything to say about the times that we're in. So um, I guess I I, kind of want to lay out the foundation for anybody who's about to come with us through this journey. It's going to be a little, some rough seas, okay? So just be patient with us. You see, this is this is why we we we've 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 used the sandwich method, not the pyramid method Mm -hmm. of show construction, where we 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 take a pill that maybe you don't want to swallow, we wrap it in bacon. So that you're tasting bacon, 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 ooh, pill, but then you're tasting bacon after it. So we're at the pill section. We promise you there was bacon before this. There will be bacon right after this. Hmm. And, oh, wow. That sounds really good, actually. Yes. <sighs> All right. So we're going to start off with uh, Google Street View censored an anti-China protest graffiti in Hong Kong. So there were two slogans spray painted along a stretch of the street, and they were blurred out in the Google Street View. The slogan said, the first one said, Chinese leader Xi Jinping must die for the sake of the world. Ouch. And the second, right. I'd be offended if that were me. Sure. I don't know. I'm not sure I would demand Google do something about it, but I would definitely, that would put me off my feed for for the whole morning. Hmm. Uh, The second one said, liberate Hong Kong 
semicolon, revolution of our times. Now, this is the popular slogan that's actually illegal under Hong Kong's new national security law, which is just like, oh, God, that's that's that fits. that that is definitely part of China's M.O. If that's something that they seem it's to be part of China's M.O., it's not necessarily a part of Hong Kong's exactly. M.O. Right. That's the that's uh, hence, just hence, hence protesters yeah. spray painting along this along the sidewalk. Yes. Yeah, I. <laughs> I just want folks listening to understand there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, international relations going on here right now. Um, now, Google actually blames a fall in Street View's automatic blurring technology. They actually made a statement about what happened. They said our automatic blurring technology aims to blur faces and license plates so they can't be identified. But it looks like we didn't get it right in this instance. Whoops. <laughs> Sorry to, you yeah, know, I'm, you know, put a kibosh on your revolution, but we're going to blur that out for you. Yeah, you see the the article this came from uh, actually has screenshots from this and uh the, the graffiti we'll does, the show notes. Yeah, it it doesn't particularly look like faces or license plates. So I'm not an expert on how this technology works, but this sounds suspicious, but maybe not. I don't know. Oh yeah, no, it's it's absolutely 100% slogan. Yeah. I mean. Glory be to the Hong Kong chef's kiss. Beautiful. <laughs> um, you love to see it, folks. Unfortunately, you hate to see it blurred out, I have to say. You know, okay, let me let me finish the details of this before I, before I go on my soapbox about it. So now it might seem suspicious that this is what happened because of the fact that there aren't faces that were, you know, blurred out. It was, it was actual text. Um, but it, it could be the truth. Now, these two graffiti are actually plainly readable in other camera angles. Uh, also, Hong Kong Street View images have been updated with imagery captured in October when demonstrations were in full bloom. So it's not like the AI is going back and, you know, scrubbing all sorts of protest. So it's possible that the AI just made a mistake in this particular instance and happened to blur out a very powerful slogan by its people. Um, what I am sort of feeling about this or how I felt about it when I was kind of reading the article was that it's very interesting how, and actually I, I listened to a really great podcast just about tech companies and what ultimately was their response to the Black Lives Matter movement. And the thing I felt about the BLM movement is that in this iteration that it happened, it was the it was a time that um, a lot of companies came out, you know, in solidarity and support. And it just makes me think about this idea of performance and performing these sort of things for your users and how in this situation where, by the way, Hong Kong has been protesting madly, madly for a majority of 2020. We're in September right now. Um, It's really bad and really violent over there. And the fact that this is happening just per the AI just goes to show that if it's not performative... (laughs) Why not yeah. be getting the attention that it, it deserves? Yeah, it gets. It That's g- how I'm feeling. Yeah, personally. it's. I. It feels like it's a big enough issue that Google has to really be very, very clear in defending themselves against this. Because yeah, I just don't they, think that was if, a good. If I mean, if they 
it's I I don't know what happened. It could have been just a mistake because uh, the 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 complexity of these algorithms is such that even their creators don't necessarily know how it will react to to a certain imagery. But it's we do do we doubt that uh, uh, Google's servers have the ability to read text that is contained within an image? No, because it's built into every every Google phone and every copy of the Google search app. Uh, is it beyond our imagination that at some point someone might have decided that, look, any time that you see this text, just blur it out. We don't need that kind of trouble. Or we're trying, we're trying to, we're trying to get a foothold back in China. And we don't want, we just, we don't need this, that kind of trouble. Uh, so it's not yeah. that, it's not that we know that it was doing this intentionally. It's just that it, we have no reason to simply assume that this is completely innocent. And in the, in the absence of proof, uh, I don't believe that it was deliberate. I don't believe it was innocent. I just have to note it down as something that happened. And given the the reach of China to absolutely want to control how uh, how it is messaged throughout the world, all the way down to putting the desperate hurt on a on, uh, on the Marriott uh, hotel website because it listed listed Hong Kong as a country it listed all the it listed as countries countries that China believes is no this isn't a country this is just China mm, okay. uh, the fact that you can't get uh, it seems still seems odd that you can get pretty much everything on Disney plus you certainly can't get Martin Scorsese's uh, movie about the Dalai Lama uh, that was a touchstone release. It was a, a, one of uh, Disney's distributors' releases uh, mm-hmm. at the time when it was when it was released. Uh, I think it was Michael Eisner, who was CEO at the company, actually made a big, big announcement saying, "Oh, well, we're going to reach out to our Chinese friends to make sure that you know they know that we didn't mean to offend them with this and to apologize for the what are you apologizing for? It is a movie." Uh, and uh, anyway, so this is this is the world that we live in, and this is uh, it's, it seems as though this is one of the themes of 2020 uh, that uh, Congress and society is starting to really, really make sure that uh, we understand how much power these companies have and how much power these companies have to really screw up our society if someone as powerful or more powerful than them can manipulate and direct them with what to do. So. Yeah, that's a really that's a really good point, Andy. My personal frustration just comes from the entire picture, which is that the response that Google had made about, you know, I guess we didn't get it right. You know, it's a really cutesy response. It's the kind of thing that (laughs) let's be honest, it's the kind of response I would send to an editor for making a mistake. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry, I screwed up, babe. I'll do better next time. It's not. um, And I think, look, I can't. I can put the pressure on Google to try and put something a little more personable forward, but that's just not how these, unfortunately, it's just not how these things work. Um, By, yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's go on to a couple other things that are just of the time. Again, we're we're almost through the pill. We're we're very, very close to the bacon now. Don't worry about it. Very close to the bacon. Sit tight. Um, And if you're vegan, I apologize, first of all, for talking about meat, but I do love um, <laughs> vegan bacon. I, I really do. Yes. So let's talk about 
coronavirus cutbacks. I mean, that's been a pretty big thing since basically we went on lockdown around the world. Uh, I know. And I know it's a really tough thing to talk about, but it is also happening in Silicon Valley. With Google specifically, Google has actually shelved its Dublin, Ireland office plan. So that was going to be a huge to-do. Google had planned to rent office space for 2,000 workers in Dublin, Ireland. It currently has 8,000 workers based there. So, you know, I think an HQ would have been really nice for that's a lot. That's a lot of people to have concentrated in one area. And I get it. You want people to be collaborative, to have a space that they can go to, to have an HQ. I get it. I, re- I really do. Um, that's why me and Andy have offices <laughs> in our houses. <laughs> You just need a space. Um, Google has also laid off 5% of its Waze workforce. Now, that is kind of a bummer. Um, But when you think about why, might make a little bit of sense. So the, uh, the layoffs amounted to about 30 people out of 555 total employees. Most of the people were from sales and marketing. Of course, the coronavirus... That's kind of what you can tell, you know, why. It's to blame for the failing ad revenues. There's not really much to sell. Uh, Waze reports also that drivership it that drivership is back up to pre-COVID levels, but at its worst, drivership was down 70% worldwide. So by not having that like stream to be able to, you know, by not having a viable stream, you have no product, right? Yeah. People aren't driving anywhere because they're at home. Uh, Google's also closing several Waze offices in Asia Pacific and Latin America, which is just, listen, I know it's a small number, but it's a it's a bummer. And it's just a reminder that even really giant tech companies, like the way the economies work, the way the coronavirus is affecting us, we're going to really start to see, I think, the fruits of all this come 2021, like what it's really doing to production lines, to businesses, if you don't have people to advertise to. How do you yeah. make money? And and oh. companies like Google and Apple and Facebook and the rest, they might start getting uh, hurt from another angle. There is this isn't this isn't in the the show notes, but the uh, when the uh, EU's uh, European Union's uh, uh, senior ministers for taxation just uh, he was talking at a conference and said that it's that uh, the one industry he thinks that has just actually uh, that uh, f- that's benefited from the coronavirus uh, has been the tech industry uh, because they can still do their business their products have become more important than ever and that it's not unreasonable for these companies to be asked to pay a larger tax burden to help to offset the damage to uh, all these uh, nations economies and who knows? He, he might have just. This was just at a conference. He he wasn't necessarily announcing intended policy, but given the attitudes of governments against large tech companies, he doesn't make a bad point. Uh, uh, it's already a, but although it's already a, a big challenge getting these companies to uh, pay what might be considered a linear representation of their actual profits uh, in taxes but it's it's worth mentioning it's uh it's uh, when when the 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 bad news for apple this week was that wow they they were briefly a two trillion dollar company but no they there were some sell-offs and they now they're no longer two trillion dollar company it's okay that's I feel I mean I feel sorry for uh, 30 people that have lost their jobs in a time that is 
good heavens, the, if there was a worse time, uh, to, if there was a worse time to lose your health insurance than during a pandemic, uh, and also to try to be looking for a job in this economy right now, uh, that's pretty horrific. Um, Google, when they talked, uh, Google announced, didn't announce this so much as they uh, sent an email to everybody. Uh, but in the email, they expressed that they'll make sure you're financially taken care of through the rest of the year, at least. Uh, but that's the people that I care about. It's not necessarily the big the the companies as a whole, when, especially when they're sitting on enough money to really, really sit this out. I saw. I'll, I should, we should we should get going, but uh, I, I uh, I've been reading a little bit about how like live entertainment venues are absolutely mm, yeah. getting it in the neck that they yeah. might just, especially in even in cities in San, like San Francisco, uh, independent venues just are might even just be done. And there was an article about this in which the. Uh, the Ugh, by the non- way, my heart is just like palpitating you talking about this because my favorite venue is the one that's like driving the the big push in San Francisco. And I've been like buying T-shirts from them and like, pe- you know, anyway, sorry, keep going. Yeah, but I mean, there's I mean, the, uh, the the huge the huge communications companies have been buying up these properties. And now that you right. can't, you can't book an act in this house because. Uh, they're, they're because they're only booking acts that actually are represented by another company in the conglomerate. And mm. there was a quote from uh, one of their directors that was saying that, no, we got enough money that we can absolutely write this out. This is absolutely not a problem for us. And so it's sorry. I'm, I, I, I realized this was a more bitter of a pill than I really intended of speaking extemporaneously like this. But just to underscore that we just don't know what's uh, we're all going to we're all probably going to make th- make our way through this uh, in one form or another. But we don't know what's going to be when we when I finally get off the train uh, in New York City uh, for the first time, uh, mm. hopefully next year. I just don't know what's what I can count on still being there. Uh, things that uh, things that have I've counted on being there for the <sighs> twenty or thirty years that I've been making regular Same trips here. to New York City. Yeah, but same here, same here. Um, life will continue. Faith manages. Life finds a way. <laughs> Let's take a break and yes. come back to some delicious candied vegan bacon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is kind of a fun. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, the Verge interviewed Mark LaFoy. <laughs> Just, you know. Um, so The Verge interviewed Mark LaVoy, who we now refer to as Google's former camera czar, uh, who recently moved on to perhaps bigger and better things at Adobe. <laughs> who knows? Trying to make a universal camera app, yes. I mean, it would be nice One for the One focus rest. ring to rule them all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the day. So we will link the uh, interview in the show notes if you would like to read it. I think it's, I think it's, it's not a, it's not an incredibly like deep interview, but um, but it is an interesting read. So he actually spoke to Nilay Patel on the Vergecast, and um, is a podcast. He answered a lot of the questions with a very non-committal that remains to be seen, but he did share some interesting details about the philosophy behind the Google Camera app. So, for those of us who are fans, some things to think about. So, for all of the computational technology behind the Google Camera, he and the team had to work on the simple question, what makes for a good looking photo? So, I imagine they wrote that on a piece of they wrote that on a giant <laughs> cardboard banner and 
stuck it up at the front of the room, and that's what everybody had to look at when they were at their desks. Their, do, do they have vision boards at Google, or is that like probably that's 1990s? a totally Bay Area thing? No, there's we're still doing vision boards. Um, so he actually said that the look of the good-looking photo was actually based on his favorite classical painters. So this is Mark speaking. He is quoted, I looked at a lot of paintings and looked at how painters over the centuries have handled dynamic range. One of my favorite painters was Caravaggio. Caravaggio had dark shadows. I liked that. So, so do a lot of Instagram models. It's true. Dark shadows are really in. In fact, the, the beautiful six-month portraits that we just took with uh, my daughter I call them our COVID portraits. Very dark shadows, very good, very dramatic. You know, lots of, lots of, uh, lots of setting. I don't know if that was the right word. I was the, bla- the blacks. An- I, I feel as though the the blacks anchor an image that if you don't have if if you don't have a any good deep dark blacks in there anywhere anywhere, there's just unless it's, it's a tech product. Then it's like I try and fade out the black a little bit because it's just so, like, stark. I don't know. Anyway, uh, another quote from Mark Lavoie. He also said, last year we moved a little bit toward tight uh, Titian. Is it Titian? Titian. Titian. Okay. I only took one art history class, so I apologize. Uh, he said last year we Titian. moved a little bit. Uh, can, I, can, I, can I, but uh, I, have to, I have to admit that I only know how to pronounce Titian, Titian because uh, there was an episode of Columbo uh, oh. about uh, about a wine connoisseur. And his first line is t- holding up a, a beautiful like glass of like red wine saying, Titian would have t- would have would have gone gone mad trying to create produce a red as pure as this. Oh, it's in that episode. I missed that. Donald Pleasance that again. Recently See, too. the circle comes around. Perfect. So he said he liked Titian because Titian had lighter shadows. So it's a constant debate and it's a constant emerging taste. <laughs> He's talking just about the idea of the good looking photo. Yeah. So ultimately, Mark Lavoie was inspired by the Renaissance period, which I think is, is fair if you look at any of the paintings that Titian did. Um, some popular paintings of well-known paintings, I should say, the Venus of Urbino, very popular, just Venus laying, just nonchalantly, stark naked because <laughs> Renaissance era, you know, heralding women's bodies. If the if the dame is from uh, from antiquity, then it's okay, it's cool. <laughs> um. Yeah, I thought I thought that was yeah. I, I did think that was really cool because that really is like the starting point where you have to uh, there's uh, nothing but engineering, there's nothing but technology behind this, but at some point you have to you have to just sit down and think what what are let me let me collect a, a pile of images that I think are well exposed, have good color that they're I I kind of want to look at this. And when you think about it, the the image sensor simply just collects numbers and it's up to these engineers to decide what these numbers are going to mean um they do they do talk about this a little bit in the interview talking about for instance how samsung they're just legendary for however green this is we can make it more green let's make it let's make it all the green and all the red and all the blue which okay it's like 
it's it's like going to one of those restaurants where they just put lots of salt and lots of hot sauce and lots of and people kind of like that but it's maybe you want to get something a little bit more subtle um he also by the way uh actively poo-pooed all of these like uh, 50 megapixel 60 megapixel 90 megapixel so uh, supposed uh, uh camera phone sensors uh really underscoring that it's just it's just a number that you're not you're not making the sensor really big enough that you're overcoming the noise of making these pixels so small and he's just totally that, that was another one of his remains to be seen things basically i really don't he was basically saying that i don't really think that that's the way to go uh because it's, it really underscores how uh with the approach for of uh, all of google pixel cameras have been like which is we don't we don't necessarily have to have the 2020 brand image sensor let's have like a real just a really good 12 megapixel sensor and so that the data that's coming off of this is really really good data to work with and then we'll figure out the rest of it yeah this is um i'm really glad that you brought up the megapixel thing because definitely i can't believe we're still doing that race (laughs) in at this point in time uh i think it is also you know i kind of like that he brought up painters and just kind of the the colors and the overall composition in that manner because when you share a photo with somebody you want that to all be embedded in the photo already you don't want to have to think about that after the fact you know what i mean yeah. and i think uh in for, from the experiences that i've had on the one plus eight i think the camera is perfectly fine i'm you know, very happy taking pictures of my daughter with it and taking video of her with it and having that in Google Photos and having that be my photos of her. But I usually snap photos with like a dumb camera app because I just, you know, I just don't, I want to share it so that it's, it's just a little more fun looking than what I get simply output from the OnePlus. And I feel like the Pixel's always given me that experience where um, you know what I, I really like the way this just looks yeah. i'm just gonna send this one kind of thing so it's just something to think about um and by the way i should say it's i'm not saying that OnePlus's camera isn't again at all it's just it's i don't know it's yeah. different it's back, different back when i was shooting film um it was do do i buy the kodak film or do i buy the fuji film or do I buy, am I really, really like up against it budget wise or just buy whatever's cheapest? Uh, because the Kodak film would be a little bit warmer. If I was taking pictures, if I was going to uh, go and see a Red Sox game, I'd buy the Fuji because it has these really great greens and reds. Mm, and we're seeing the yeah, exact same thing point. happening. Yeah, we're seeing the exact same thing happening here where I, you can almost tell what an iPhone photo looks like. You can almost tell this was shot by a Pixel because again there was at some point you had engineers around a table forgetting about the engine forgetting about the numbers forgetting about the science and simply saying what constitutes a good picture and so how should we resolve these numbers into a really cool looking image and let's do that then let's have that be the differentiator between the big manufacturers we already know that you know instead of the whole megapixel game we already know that samsung phones shoot very differently than a Pixel phone. They're very deep in saturation. Um, the colors are a lot more vibrant, but they're also 
there's also just a tiny bit less detail when you when you get in there just yeah. because of how much processing is done. And these are all the same ways that you would choose between SLRs, a digital SLR, because a Canon shoots different than an Icon shoots different than a Fuji shoots different than a Panasonic, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I like I would rather choose a phone. I feel like that would be an easier way to for me to tell people what to get like, well, do you want a phone that produces these kinds of photos or do you want a phone that you just never have to worry about? And if that's the answer is you never have to worry about it, I always suggest the Pixel. Yes. I do. I do, okay? Yep. That's my experience. No shade to Samsung. <laughs> no shade at all. Um, Very quickly, before we go, before we start to say our goodbyes and wind down, we would like to leave you with a little, uh, a little after-dinner mint in the form of the Android 11 emoji change log. Yay! Yay! Um, so I actually follow uh, one of the folks who works on emoji at Google, Jennifer Daniel, and it really is pretty cool getting like insight into <laughs> just how these things are, you know, how how these things come to the table, so, so to speak. And I'm excited. I always love new emojis because it really has become just a part of digital language okay so 117 new emoji all of them are from the unicode emoji 13 recommendations as well as a bunch of design changes um things like i think the turtle got reverted back to kind of like the old school style where he's a little more smiley versus the realistic version and i like that i like that stuff like that is taken into consideration some of the new emoji include the ninja in a range of skin tones, a man in a tuxedo, a woman in a tuxedo, a woman in a bridal veil, a man in a bridal veil, a number of gender neutral people emoji. I don't know why I laughed at that. I think I just said people emoji too fast. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. <laughs> um, the upright pinched fingers gesture, which is... Very. I'm 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 uh my uh my grandfather was an Italian immigrant so I feel as though I can be I can do what is necessary here and say that's the it's the the symbol that in a Bugs Bunny cartoon you would have a stereotypical Italian person going hey what's the matter for you it's or it's it would I I'm trying to I, when I saw the emoji again because I've only seen that gesture being generated by like my grandfather and his contemporaries, I, I, it, it seems like a hostile thing to put into an emoji. I don't, I don't think that it's a, oh, look, I'm going to pluck a tiny oh, grape from a, from a tree. <laughs> that's going to be used. That's the emoji that's going to be used as the, I'm done with you. Or like, <laughs> like, get out of here. Or, you know, it'll just be used as like a, as like a, you know, a kind of angry send off. Right. Yeah. Oh, I know. That's how I'm going to use it. Okay. Uh, anatomically correct hearts and lungs. So, Yay, someone lobbied organs. for both of those things. And I don't, I, again, I, I, we all have our dreams. I'm glad that they, fought, they, they, they got their dreams and made them reality. I just don't know the... <laughs> <laughs> like if you want to tell telling people oh my oh it's great i've i'm i've just got i just got a text i'm getting my blank transplant like next to tomorrow and i could talk about heart transplant i don't <laughs> i organ you is that what <laughs> on valentine's day no you know what you know what andy this is really dark and i apologize but uh if you're at the doctor and somebody asks, you okay? What's going on with the doctor say? 
I would just send a picture of the lung and just my lungs, my lungs. We'll talk, you know, we'll talk about it when I get home. Well, right? Mr. Anakko, let me just tell you that your heart emoji does not look anything like that. That <laughs> And blue blood does you, not come you, out you of the you other side. You would not be talking to me if your lung emoji looked half as good as that. There are a lot of other great emoji too. There's a new kitty emoji, which I think looks a lot better. It's a it's a curious cat. There's a couple of new animals, twelve new animals, including the expired dodo bird, uh, the soon to be expired polar bear. Because of climate. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. We're I'm pulling so for sorry. you, polar bear. That's. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm the worst. Um, a transgender flag, transgender symbol. Why wasn't that in there before? And oh my god, there's a pretty mirror. There's like a little hook. There's a screwdriver. There's an accordion, okay, so you can do your weird Al Yankovic uh, hey, emoji now. Hey, my people, the accordion. Hey, they have a matryoshka. Matryoshka. I'm not Russian, so I can't pronounce it. But I matryoshka, I think. Yeah, I um, I collect those actually. <laughs> Um, but it really is. I, I really Ooh, boba think that, and boba. Sorry, I just oh. have to mention there's now a boba emoji. Boba tea. Excuse me, Boba Fett. Boba tea. Do you know what boba is? Oh, oh, Andy? Got it. bubble tea. Boba, B- bubble tea. Got it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I call it boba tea. Oh no, what no, happens no, no, if no. I... I see. I assume that you've got it correct because you you are of the bubble tea. Uh, bubble it's, tea. It's bubble uh, tea. It, well, bubble tea, also known as pearl milk tea, bubble milk tea, or boba. So everyone was correct here at the table. Um, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it's it really is because if you if you go to the the uh, Emojipedia blog, they do have like lists of like images of all this uh, all the new stuff. It really it really is a a, a nice comforting document. When you compare uh, all the new emoji from year to year to year to year, that the it was it was already the uh, the the official uh, the official council of emoji, uh, the Unicode uh, board. They had a long time ago. They decided that okay, skin tone is going to be yellow because no one's skin well, no one's skin is supposed to be yellow, uh, and so it'll be okay. But the idea that's like well, no, it we have we have the capacity to simply create like different skin tone versions of any human emoji. Uh, and then it goes, uh, it goes further and says that, well, why is the uh, person in a tuxedo exclusively a guy? Why not women in tuxedos? Why not men in bridal veils? Uh, <coughs> not only that, but the, the idea of gender neutral emoji where you have a, a, a flavor of, uh, the, it's got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 different versions of person holding a baby. And uh, the, the, one of the a groupings is holding babies. Yeah. And one of the groupings is someone that is, uh, you can't really, can, you, you can't, you're not getting a cue as to gender by the, uh, by the design of the emoji, which is becoming a, a more and more important thing to reflect. Um, there is one of the things that's been, of course, in, in the news today, uh, this week is about a gender reveal, another gender reveal party that involved an explosive and set, caused now, an entire, yeah, I mean, it's just forest it's just fire in California. Thanks. Yeah. And, and it was the idea of a gender reveal party to me has always been ridiculous, 
But uh, in the past few years, there's been new reasons why it's ridiculous and that now it's like, well, why do we – is it healthy for us as a society to simply say that our our child is binary at birth, that, uh, that this child is either a boy or this child is a girl and not really leave room for anything else? Now, I'm, not, I'm not saying that a birth certificate should have uh, – uh, gender stricken from the from the form but the i i think that there's a lot of harm done uh just from the it it, ref, it reflects an old attitude that mm. boy or girl if it's boy it's blue if it's if it's a girl it's pink and we should st- we should start moving away from that if we shouldn't uh, if we can't start running from that uh, and uh, as all the all the problems that we still have and we will continue to have for many, many generations, sometimes it is good to note that, OK, at least in terms of little cartoony figures that we put into our phones, it does reflect a desire <laughs> that a, an international uh, panel that makes decisions can agree that uh, a transgender flag and a transgender sim- symbol are good things to represent in emoji and the and these are just good things uh, start to finish um although i i do take your point about it is it is if if i were a polar bear and i saw that i was being placed right next to the dodo <laughs> and this emoji list i would feel a little bit cheesed off i'm sorry. <laughs> uh by the way on windows because i don't have the new emoji yet the symbol for polar bear is the bear emoji and the frost emoji so it works Yep. It works. Um, but I'm really looking forward to using that boba tea emoji everywhere. And, you know, this was a good after dinner boba tea to land on, I think. Indeed. I think um Yeah. And now and now as these emoji as these new like international emoji make their way across the planet, we're gonna find out what our society is gonna decide now it now is gonna symbolize like sex things. Like, oh, <laughs> how, how, how there's how about the, the the pancake emoji now means oh my god that's not that's not what it should mean it should mean a diner breakfast it shouldn't mean oh you people are sick i can't i can't i can't talk about <laughs> i'm sorry Parmesan Andy, i now. totally i totally thought of how i could use the pancake emoji yeah, you see, to have you it see? mean something and what it would mean and i'm not gonna say what it is but i'm gonna tell you i came up with a great meeting um all consensual by the way Exactly. always be consensual all parties uh on that note Andy, on that note. how how are you do you have what do you have going on this week do you have what's up <laughs> i'm hip i'm cool i'm a happening fool uh i got uh i'm gonna be on uh as usual on friday uh boston and pr wgbh uh at 1 p.m friday uh talking about uh everything that's happened so far this week and whatever's we got in front of us for Thursday and Friday morning uh I'm sure it's going to be nothing but good news it'll probably all be fine just go to wgbhnews.org you can stream it live or stream it later thank you Andy thank you for thank being you. here thank you for putting our notes together um thank you for fact checking yourself and for just being really good at what you do <laughs> I have a website at florencelion.com. If you need to know anything about me, 
where I've posted work, where I'm appearing on podcasts. I've actually been doing a lot of uh, podcast guest appearances. I need to go ahead and update that on my site because you guys should listen to the episodes that I'm appearing on. They're really, really, it's really good stuff out there. Uh, Also, if anybody's interested in me documenting my journey through all these like Windows 98 apps, just like tweet me. Let me know. I'm thinking about maybe blogging about them. So we'll see. I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, at least I feel like at least I should have a moment where I remember the memory with that particular app, you know what I mean? And just kind of sit in that. So I don't know. I'm I'm going down a journey, going going on a journey. That is it from us this week. Thank you so much to our editor, Jim, for editing us every week. Thank you to everyone at Real AFM for being everyone at Real AFM. And if you're interested in becoming a membership, becoming a membership, if you're interested in becoming a member and signing up for a membership, you not only support us, you support the rest of the Real AFM family. You can go to relay.fm slash material to find out more information or past episodes, uh, whatever you want. It's there at relay.fm. Thank you everyone again for tuning in this week. We hope that you have a great next seven days. Um, be safe. Take a breath. Do what you can. It's all going to be fine. We'll be back next week. Okay. Bye. Toodles. 